this goofy hat. Welcome in, guys. Welcome in, of course, to the sit-down here on the Built-in Buffalo Network. It is Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, we are live here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And the Built-in Buffalo Network is in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo, Picasso's Pizza, and now just recently, Ticket IQ, which is a way to get tickets for games. You can't wait to see what they do. If you haven't done so already, guys, hit that like and share button. Now, now you see me over here. This hat. I'd like to go ahead now at this time. I'd like to introduce my co-host uh, this evening. He's been my co-host for the last few shows. He's been doing a great job. We came up with a random-ass nickname for him last night, of course, Lance, who is now known as the Buffalo Montage. Lance, what's going on, brother? Oh, Lance, I think I got you near here, buddy. There we go. Now you're good. Bills Mafia, how you doing? So We're ready to uh, rip today, baby. Let me tell you guys something. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're following us here on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow myself on Twitter, Buffalo Sauce Guy, as well as my guy over here, Montage at Lancer N24. So let me give you a little brief rundown of some of the things we can expect tonight so I can get this hat off my head. I got a few different hats to wear tonight, Lance. A little, a little entertainment for everybody because I'll tell you what, I'm always in a great mood the night before the Bills play, which yeah, is sure. going to take place tomorrow. So, all right, guys, let's get this hat. Don't Lance, I'm telling you what, brother, I'm excited to talk tonight. I know we got a great killer show planned for everybody out there. Everybody's excited for tomorrow. We are also 27 days away from kickoff, which we got to pay a little homage to a little certain somebody on that Bills uh, defensive side. So, let me give you a little rundown of the show. Uh, before we get into anything, me and Lance are going to share one of our best ever Bills memories. Uh, he's going to start us off, and I'm going to get my, my next. Of course, I've got so many, but I'm going to give you guys one. I think that plays a little bit of relevance tonight. So, of course, tomorrow, guys, the Colts visit in Orchard Park at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our very first preseason game of the 2022-23 season. And I'll tell you, Lance... Obviously, we're not expecting to see a ton of guys out there getting after it, but, dude, it's football, right? It's our first taste of football. Oh, yeah. I mean, so we're going to talk about that. Will Josh Allen play? I mean, some people are still wondering. I think we all know the answer. Uh, what do we expect in this uh, preseason matchup for the very first preseason game for the Buffalo Bills? We're going to go through montages, ups and downs with the Lion. Of course, we're going to come up with a different name than that. But uh, I, I tell you what, he's going to put out quite the montage when it comes to that. Montages, mollies, baby. Hog Molly's up front. That's what we're all about here. I love that, brother. So we're going to talk about that. What are we hoping to see the most from our offense and defense in tomorrow's matchup against the Colts? Um, especially what are we going to maybe see from the Colts side? That kind of stuff. We're going to talk about the backup quarterback situation. We'll be in the quarterback room with myself and uh, Lance talking some great things. Because, hey, you know, one of the things Lance was sitting here thinking about, we all talk about Vaughn Miller. We all talk about, uh, you know, we talk about bringing back Shaq, Shaq Ross and Jordan Phillips and all the signings we made, but we signed Case Keenan, who has had a lot of success as a uh, standard journeyman quarterback in this league. So we're going to talk about the Bills' backup quarterback situation. Uh, what playing time do we expect out of any of our starters, if there is any? Of course, at the very end of the show, we're going to ask what your guys' take on the rumor, number three, to come over to Buffalo, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. There's several rumors flying around. So, guys, you don't want to miss what we think is going to happen we want to know what you guys out there think. Because, of course, Odell Beckham ain't exactly popular with everybody. But at the very end of the show, we're going to cap it off, of course, with Sauce Guys' Wing of the Week, which is uh, you never know what it's going to be, Lance. But, guys, if you haven't done so already, you're here live in the sit-down with myself and Montage. Sauce got a montage. Hit that like and share button. Drop us a comment. Let us know what's going on. Lance, what's going on out there in the, uh, the comments right now? Yeah, we got uh, Connor coming in. He's fired up. Let's go, baby. We got Gage is in here. He's ready to bring it. We're bringing it, brother. We're ready here. Melo Martinez giving us a little love. We love you. Thanks for being here. All right, so Lance, let's talk real quick because, um, and I got a great video to play after your story, but let's talk, let's start the show off with some positivity because I'm a, I'm a superstitious fan, right? I like to think that the more positive energy we put out there, the more we get along, the more hyped up we are. The less negative we are, because you know how it is. Some some fans, because they've seen a lot of miserable things, have that negative mindset. Okay. So we're gonna start you off with some wholesome stuff, a little bit of maybe give you some goosebumps. Um, Lance, I want to know. Obviously, it doesn't have to be your, your most favorite of all time, but give me one of your best Bills memories ever. Just take the floor. Let us know what is that story. Yeah, I was actually at the stadium last night to watch Metallica. Man, what a show that Metallica put on! 
but I was standing there at about, you know, on the floor. So it would have been about the 30, 25 yard line. And I'm looking at the end zone there. And I sat there for the Ravens at Bills during COVID was the first game I got to in 2020, 2021 season. And Teron Johnson intercepts Lamar Jackson, pick six, baby. I'm sitting behind the end zone where he intercepts it. He's running away from me to the following end zone or to the the far end zone. And we're just like, go, can he make it? Is anybody going to chase him down? Nope. All the way to the house, baby. Good to go. Touchdown bills. So every time I think about that specific moment, because that was a dogfight of a matchup. I mean, the Ravens couldn't get it going on offense. The Bills couldn't get it going on offense. It was really just a, a really nitty-gritty football game. It was a, a honestly one of the tougher matchups that made me really respect that Ravens football team uh, and Lamar Jackson. But I'll tell you, Taron Johnson lit it up at that moment, and also an unsung hero of that game was Devin Singletary. When we started running in the second half, it opened up the field a little bit. So it's a great memory, Lance. But let me tell you something. Of course, in honor – of the uh, the uh, Colts visiting here in Buffalo again, this time in August. I want to show you guys a little brief video of uh, exactly what memory I'm going to discuss with you guys today. Hey, we're here live, Orchard Park, New Era Field, me, Peppy, Noble. Here we are, 204, Woo! baby. Hey, how do I turn this crap around right here? There we go. Let's go! All right, so first of all, don't mind my screen. If that doesn't get you fired up, folks, what are you doing? Let me what tell you, is going on? Pure, raw emotion, okay? Because it was the first ever game that I went with just friends. I got the tickets, plants for $5 a piece in the 200s. This story, it's going to take me a second, but this story is very great. So... We get there, it's maybe about 7 in the morning. No snow. A little cold out, whatever. But there's no snow. Now, we got lucky that there were some people at the Red Carpet Inn who had a hotel room that actually invited us in. Now, I was with my friend Sam Pepe, who was a Chargers fan, but that day he was definitely a Bills fan. And my buddy Noble, who was a uh, Patriots fan. That's why he's wearing a Sabres jersey in that video, because he couldn't wear Whatever. So, we're on our way into the game, and now there's a foot of snow on the ground. Okay, it's like 11, 30-ish, 12 at that point. And it's like, holy cow, it's just coming down. But I'm way in there, Lance. I swear to God, brother. I swear to God, I literally felt this chill come down my spine. And I looked at Pepe and Noble. I go, we're supposed to be here. I feel like we're going to win this game in a drastic form. And we're going to break the drought this year, which eventually we went on to do. Absolutely. Now, the Bills ultimately prevailed in that game 13-7. to But let me tell you, I might have been hammered. The beer was keeping me warm. But, dude, I... I didn't want to leave at any point. It was never miserable. It was just, holy cow, you couldn't see the field, Lance. You couldn't. 18 and inches dropped, I think, from the time we got there to but the end of the game. It was You nuts. saw the players, how excited they were. Like They weren't like bitching about the cold, but here's where it gets crazy, Lance, right? I have a cousin, my cousin Vinny, of course. I'm not being serious. Yeah, Vinny. Vinny has season tickets, right? I didn't yep. know where they were. I'm sitting there right after that video, Lance, swear to God, my cousin comes over and sits down next to me. I go, what, Vin, what are you doing here? He goes, what are you doing here? I go, there's my seats. He goes, bro, my season tickets are right next to you. My nice. cousin, I didn't buy a ticket. It was a coincidence, whatever you want to call it, something happened. So that right then, I'm like, I know something's going to happen. Obviously, Sean McCoy goes on in overtime to win, obviously, they Peterman wasn't doing that well. Tyrod was out that game, but Lance, it was crazy battle of nothing really. It just, yeah. I mean, the snow was kicking up, and Rashawn McCoy wins it in overtime. It was so sick, so sick. And I mean, I'll tell you, it normally took me forty-five minutes getting home. That that day, it took us three hours. It was a very, very crazy trip. So, guys, you're live here in the sit down with myself, the Buffalo Sauce God, and my co-host, the Buffalo Montage, here in the Built-in Buffalo Network, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo. Picasso's Pizza, and of course now Ticket IQ. If you guys haven't done so already, hit that like and share. Keep those comments flowing. Let's see what, yep. what we got here. Gage says, "Fun fact: Was that that game too? Fantastic atmosphere. I mean, that's to say the least." What I was living in Syracuse at the time, so I actually had to drive out like three hours in that and drive back. We almost got a hotel, but we ended up uh, trudging through the rest of the snow and, and getting down the ninety. 
Uh, the pick six gauge, yeah, that was awesome, man. That was there was nothing like that. That was one of my favorite things uh, to see live in that stadium, uh, especially in a playoff atmosphere. And so guys, then, uh, the, uh, Lone Wolf here says he wants to see Barkley light it up, and we'll uh, talk about that in a little bit, Lone Wolf. And he just might. He just might because we're going to get to all that, of course. we got plenty more left in the show here on Friday night. You guys are in the best damn Bills show there there is and the best Bills network there is. Make sure to follow myself and Lance on Twitter if you haven't done so already. we got great content, great humor. Lance, I'll tell you, I feel like every time that we talk now, it's like, you know, the tie is coming out a little bit more and more with us, right? Oh, yeah. So let me show you guys a real quick graphic because, hey, if this doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. Take a look at that, guys. We have football on tomorrow. Yes, it is finally here. The Bills will host the Colts 4 p.m. Eastern in Orchard, uh, in Orchard Park. And, of course, that will be hosted on the NFL Network. I am, unfortunately, going to be at a general reveal, but I told them already that I have it in my phone. So, Lance, how do you feel about football being back and this being our actual first taste of, uh, you know, competitive football? Yeah, can't wait. You know, this is going to be um, a hell of a season. I can feel it. And this is just the beginning, very beginning. And, uh, of course, I'm going to be watching the defensive and offensive lines, as I usually do in games. And we'll see what the rotations are. The guy, McDermott said these guys are going to get in on an individual basis based on what the training staff is going to tell them, things like that. So all, all the positions are going to be on rotation as usual. We're going to see who needs the work, maybe who he feels doesn't. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm very interested to see, guys, does Devin Singletary play? Is he going to get maybe one series? How much do we got to keep these guys on off the field or how much work do they need? To get prepared so this will be a little bit interesting to see kind of how training camp shaped up the guys that are ready or more ready may play less and the guys that need more reps are going to get in there obviously and they got to fill four quarters with somebody so they're going to be um they're going to be ready to rip i think and it's going to be interesting I, we've got so much depth on the team you just i'm not going to be like fourth quarter shut it off because i want to know if these guys are going to show me something i haven't seen and that's the thing too is that you know the thing that I do enjoy about preseason, I get it that we're not seeing, you know, all the starters playing. I get it. But what I like seeing is these guys are out there. Some of them are competing for a job. Some guys obviously have that job in the bag, sure. But there are guys out there you see that give a great effort because you make one mistake, it could be you getting cut. You make a couple right plays, it could be the difference to be, you know, you making the team. So there's guys out there that are fighting for positions, which kind of makes it exciting. Of course, I don't expect the Colts to really play – Jonathan Taylor or Matt Ryan or, or any of them guys. Or Ryan's going to play at least a series, I think, from what I heard. I think he's going to in there. That would make so. sense, obviously, because, you know, it is his first year with the team, and it's not like, you know, he's your elite quarterback that you're terrified he's going to get hurt. Um, obviously, I don't expect Jonathan Taylor to play, but I'll tell you this. I know that if you're going to talk about the running back situation, Lance, and, of course, we're going to get to more about what we expect from the offensive defense here shortly. Um yep. But I'm going to tell you, I think Zach Moss is going to get a lot of reps. I think Duke Johnson's going to get a fair share. Yep. You might see a little bit of James Cook, but I really think the Bills have their idea of what's going to work. But, of course, like we talked about last week, the running backs look super strong, everybody including Zach Moss. So I know a lot of people obviously are also really looking at the receiver position. That's what I look at the most. Yep. Um, and that's because – Khalil Shakir is definitely going to get some reps. Isaiah McKenzie is definitely going to get some reps. You won't see Stephon Diggs probably. Maybe a little bit of Gabe Davis, probably not too much, but you're going to see guys like Jake Camaro. And another guy that has talked about, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, as a guy that really has potential we just have never gotten a chance to see because we've been so stacked that he hasn't been able to make the team. So, And then you wonder about Jameson Crowder. Is he going to find a way out of his team because Khalil Shakir is shining at the moment in camp, man. So, yeah. I, I'm definitely excited because, of, of course, boom, we got a few preseason games this year. It's in Buffalo, though. Of course, I know Bill's Mafia is going to be tearing it up at the tailgate regardless. And it's cheap yeah. to go for all of you out there that are interested in going to the game. Of course, check it out. Let us know. Send us pictures. Whatever you guys got, you're alive here in the sit-down on the Bill to Buffalo Network. Let's so Gary says here that one of the many things that makes the Mafia number one fan base selling out games. I mean, this is also true with 35, 40,000 people at a scrimmage, right? So, I mean – that's what we do. We go there. We fill up the stadium. We love to watch the boys play. And, you know, that's what's going to happen tomorrow, too. I don't know how many tickets they've sold. Obviously, we'll find out that. But, um, you know, these guys, every position has 
depth battles going on. You mentioned the receivers. We got tight ends, right? We've got to see what O.J. Howard's got. People are mentioning Quentin Morris more and more. People are mm-hmm. mentioning Wittermeyer, who was the undrafted rookie, I believe we signed. I uh, haven't heard anything about him. I want to see him for the first time, you know, in live action. So we'll see that. Um, then, you know, like I say, we have every position on the roster. Every position group has depth and people that we want to see perform. And that's, you know, again, normal preseason games, you usually say, oh, let me see the first quarter or two. And then, you don't you kind of background noise for the rest of the day. No, I'm going to be tuned in, locked in on this, trying to figure out, you know, who do we got here? Because we've got so many talented people that, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's just not going to make it. And, you know, they're not going to make it to our practice squad either. So Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, when you do get released, if you don't get picked up by another team, you you could be re-signed to the practice squad, which has its, you know, benefits. Obviously, you could activate the player and so forth. And speaking of, too, by the way, defensive tackle Eli Anku is actually back from the PUP list. Uh, he returned to Bill's practice also, the Bills, I believe, wrapped up in uh, Rochester at St. John Fisher. Yep, so, well uh, of course, Rochester keeps it classy when the Bills are there, uh, taking care of our guys. Thank you so much for keeping them both of those ready. And, uh, Lance, you know, let's talk about something else real quick, too, uh, before I go into this little pay homage thing. So there's been a lot of fights, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think that this is a bad thing? I mean, it's happening more and more, but – do you think that this is a bad thing? Or are you reading into it? What are your take? I'm reading into it, and I love it. Everyone's fired up, dude. They have one goal. They want to win the Super Bowl. Everybody on this team, from man one to man 90 right now, I believe 90-man roster, every guy on there knows how close this team is, and they are giving every ounce of themselves to that one goal of winning the Super Bowl, and that's just great to see. I mean, Allen leads the charge, man, and he's getting chippy. He's telling people to get fired up. You know, like McDermott said, you'd rather have to tell them to turn it down than try to get them to turn it up. So they're already up. They're going to stay up all season. I don't see this stopping. It's just going to be full steam ahead, and I'm excited. I, You know, there's going to be some ups and downs in the season. We know people might get bumps or bruises here or there. There might be some weird, uh, you know, lineups here and there we have to deal with. But overall, it's going to be a great uh a great year. And I think seeing these guys overcome some challenges throughout the year, like potentially dropping game one because it's at the Super Bowl champs on a Thursday night. Who so knows? these are the kind of things that's exciting to see, you know? Well, let me say this. So, okay. As somebody who like people, like my friends have always said, I had like a mindset, like Michael Jordan, I will literally push you in such a way. You know what I mean? Like almost like in a bully sense to get the best out of you because yeah. I know I can get it out of you. So like, I look at, you know, Josh Allen bumping into Jordan Phillips. Okay, it's not because, you know, Jordan Phillips bumped into him. It's because Josh is showing, hey, I'm the mother and man. You don't want to F with me because I'll tell you what, I'm the guy. And he shows his teammates. One of the things that Josh Allen did as a rookie, because obviously there were a lot of question marks about him as a rookie. I hate to sure. say it, Bill's mouth. Oh, yeah, true. But one of the things he did to respect, earn the respect of his teammates, he was wrestling with his offensive lineman. I mean, like, literally, like, like, like it was nothing. So it shows that you're a gamer. It shows that you're willing to go to battle because, hey, at the end of the day, those teammates are your brothers. You know what I mean? Like Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen after the Kansas City AFC Championship loss, you see them guys, that's that's wholesome love. And, like, you work your ass off towards a common goal. So then I look at Stephon Diggs and Greg Rousseau. Stephon Diggs knows what he's doing. He's getting him fired up. He's showing him, too. I'm a dog. You don't want to mess with me either. But I love it because – you know, at the end of the day, in this locker room, Lance, that there's no ill will. Everybody that's there wants exactly. to be there. Yeah. There's no question about it. I think that weather always has something to do with it in training camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it happens. It happens in high school quite a bit, too, guys. You know what I mean? So if anybody out there is worried, I wouldn't buy into it too much. I would buy into the fact that this is a great thing. This builds, this builds character, and this builds – Eventually, when we got to fight, we're going to fight other people. We're going to fight together, and that's why we're going to win as a team. So, let's let's now move on, of course, uh, a little bit about what you expect from this preseason game. And, guys, we'll take some more comments. Uh, I want to know what you guys out there are Hi, also mom. thinking. That's your mom? Yeah. All right, Mama Mom. Tuning in. So, uh, guys, I want to know what your guys' take is on this. So, Lance, Josh Allen. Are we going to see any sort of playing time in the preseason uh, at all from our starting quarterback? 
Sure, yeah, he'll play next game probably. I'm trying to think back to last year. They were home, away, and then home, I think, something like that. Or maybe they were away, away, home. So whatever it was that he played, I believe, in the, uh, the third third game. So, you know, I I know that there's only three now, but I think at McDermott last year kind of kept it the same, where the first two were tune-ups for more of the, you know, pick-and-choose number ones, a lot of number twos and threes and fours, and then – same thing. Now, maybe in game two, one series is with the starting unit because they want to get the home communication set between the starting offense and uh, Dorsey. I know they did that a little bit in the blue and red, but they're going to want to get that in a game situation with the Broncos there. But this game, we're not going to see. I mean, he's going to be on the sideline with a hat and the and the headset the whole time. So, Yeah, and here's the thing. So my thought is this, right? Preseason – is you're going to play a few snaps. You know what I mean? Like like Aaron Rodgers even said it. Like, if I'm going to play, like, what's the point of coming out there for just, you know, a couple snaps? Like, what's the point of doing that? Because, you know, that's not that's not preparing it at, by any means. But obviously the way that Josh plays is he's going to go out 100% in a preseason game, and you can't take the risk of him getting hurt. But you also want to give guys like Case Keenum and Matt Barkley the reps to gain rhythm and confidence should they ever be called upon, which right. not got what. We don't want, but we have to be prepared for it. That's why we had a guy like Mitch Trubisky last year, why we've had Matt Barkley on this team. Those guys are – and I think that when it, when, when it comes to the quarterback situation too, you know, it, it, gets, it gives receivers a little bit of a more difficult task because you're not necessarily in tune. You're not necessarily hitting, you know, the routes in stride. You have to kind of figure it out out there a little bit. You have to work your ass off a little bit more. And that's kind of why you see <clears> – <throat> In the beginning of some like rookies' uh, debuts and performances in preseason games, they tend to you know not play as well right away. They kind of sloppy because you're figuring it out out there. So I'm okay with Josh sitting. I don't want to take any risk. I did think that okay. So you brought up the Green Bay. He comes in and he just lights it up. And at that point, we think okay, we're gonna go play against Pittsburgh Week One, and we're gonna just you know 30, 35 to 35 for 450 yards and seven touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah. But no. There was a little bit of rust, but I think too, Lance, is like I've said before, I think it was the, the Super Bowl expectations. We hadn't had that. We're a young team. We're just now getting used to being in the playoffs at this point and taking right. over the AFC East. So for that, you know, like I, I understand it, but we weren't really focused, I think, in that week one match. Yeah, so exactly. I just want to see Josh, you know, evaluating. He looked very sharp in that return of blue and red, and I'm sure that he's going to look sharp week one. I uh, I think that you're going to probably not see anything from Stephon Diggs. Probably not going to see anything out of Vaughn Miller. I do expect, though, um, some of the guys that are in their second and third year on that defensive side of the ball to uh, actually get a good amount of time. Of course, we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. Uh, before we continue, guys, we are live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter with myself, the Buffalo Sauce God, and my co-host, Lance, a.k.a. Montage. Montage, yeah. I'm at Lancer M24, follow me at Buffalo Sauce God. So, Lance, let me show you something real quick because I'll tell you what, people think Josh Allen is my favorite bill. That's not the case. I'll show you exactly who is my favorite bill. Let me go ahead and pull this up right. Um, While you're pulling it up there, drinking MD 2020. Jim Graham's my guy. He's over oh, in LA. Yep. Go, Jim baby. Graham. He's always here Friday night just chilling. Jim, I hope you're having a wonderful last And while we're Friday. talking about this, too, unfortunate thing in Cleveland, their starting center just went down with a knee, had to get carted off during nice. the preseason game. So we do need to understand that. This is physical game, man, and the, the Lions especially, these guys, there's no way to, to go soft here. You're in the trenches. You've got to go hard every rep, and unfortunately these things happen. Hate to see it for any guy, but uh, – <laughs> Spin saying, Nathan Peterman, is that your favorite bill? So let me tell you, Nate the Great, <laughs> don't hate the Nate. <laughs> I'll tell you, Nate Peterman was, was such an enigma. Remember how good he would look in preseason? Oh, He'd come so out, like there was the one, he was like 11 for 11. Like, dude, it was like, whoa, okay, who's this guy? And like, maybe Josh Allen doesn't play this year. Psych. Uh, guys, before we get into anything else, if you haven't done so already, hit that like and share button. Lance, I want to say something real quick because I was just talking about who actually is my favorite Bill. And let me get the uh, Bills Mafia fired up a little bit more sure. because, hey, let me tell you something, brother. We are exactly 28 days – I'm sorry, 27 because James Cook was yesterday. 
27 days until kickoff, and that will be against the L.A. Rams in Los Angeles. And a little homage to Tredavis White, who, of course, we all know at this moment is recovering from injury. And there he is right there, number 270. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. So let's let's talk about Tredavis <laughs> White. What is one of your give – me, give me some of your favorite things about Tredavis White because Tredavis White is really that – the guy who was that anchor on defense for since 2017. Yeah, I love the guy. Um, what's up, Mafia Talk? We're uh, we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit here, what rookie and backup uh, will stand out. So we'll get to that. Um, Gage says five pick Peterman, just following up on that. So uh, Trey White, you know, it's just – consummate pro that's what i always think of when i think of him he just works his tail off you see it on the side at training camp he's working doing these drills getting the trust back in the knee um if you guys don't follow the thigh doctor on twitter he's a great follow he's an injury analyst he knows about these injuries and just really great uh insight on some of the things that trey white's doing to get back he's just you you gotta trust the knee so he's doing a lot of these exercises where he's hopping on it you know, just there's no fake in that. You got to land, you got to twist it, you got to trust it. And uh, he's developing that and he's working hard at it. So he's that's what he's done his whole career. He's come in, put his nose to the grindstone, and he's led through example. So here's why I love Tredavious White so much. And of course, guys, after this, uh, we'll take some of this comments. But let me tell you what I love about Tredavious White was here we drafted him. Obviously, it's. Uh, it, for a minute, it was a little infamous because we traded the pick that the Chiefs would eventually draft Patrick Mahomes with, and yeah. that pick would result in us getting Tredavious White later in the first round, but it would also result in Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds coming the very next year. But here's the thing about Tredavious White. Marshawn Lattimore was the guy. Out of Ohio State, Everybody's he's going to be the guy. Tredavious White wasn't really a guy that I heard talked about much, but okay, we get him. He cries on the phone with Sean McDermott. He's a, he was, a, I believe, four-time all-academic SEC, four-year starter, was a great teammate, so like a high IQ kind of guy and a guy that works his tail off, right? But when he got to Buffalo, you could see the actual joy. Wasn't pissed off about where he was. He was really thrilled. And Sean McDermott, and it's giving me, I got goosebumps right now, man, I swear to God. Yeah. Sean McDermott said to him when he got there, he said, Trey, you are the first piece to this organization turning itself around. And that was the truth because Tredavious White, his rookie year, Lance, I watched him. He would get owned in the first half against some really great receivers. And you think like Gronkowski would obviously, you know, he caused a dirty hit. But he would come back second half with adjustments. And like you saw, this kid should have won defensive rookie of the year, in my opinion. But then he goes on to win an all pro multiple years. And I think that Tredavious White has really been a top five defensive back. And I love that he is injured. And a guy with an ACL injury, yes, you can expect him to really be doing his own thing, rehabbing, trying to get back to the field. But he's so dedicated that he helps his teammates, and he's still active in practices. A lot of guys don't like showing up to practice. Tredavious White is still out there as a part of the team because that's what you do when you're a leader and you're a cornerstone. And that's why we extended him when we did, and that's why we're truly blessed when he comes back. It's going to be dangerous back there because exactly. think about what we didn't have. We never had that pass rush to make it easier for the defensive backs. But now – Safeties, defensive backs, great pass rush. I'll tell you, Lance, it's a great time to be excited. I'm really happy to uh, see Tredavious White active with the team still. We do wish him a speedy recovery. 27 days until kickoff, Lance. L.A. I tell you what, one of the things that makes it a little bit easier, too, is with Teron Johnson, Matt Milano, and those guys, really good coverage on the inside allows those outside guys a little bit more leeway, especially with the safety uh, tandem we have. So these guys are just pieces of the puzzle, right, all in the right spots. And there you go, Penny. We love it. This is why we're here. It's why we're on the on the show here, because we love football. And, Connor, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit when we get to the mollies here. You know, got to do it. But there's not really a way to do it other than setting them down. Because when you're on the field, there's no half-ass. You got to go full 100% every time, or you're going to get somebody crushed, and they're going to get hurt. So, unfortunately, when you're on the D-line, the O-line, there's no plays off. If you're a receiver, you know, you want to run a – you're running maybe in this scheme a more of a distraction route or something. Your role isn't really in the main focus of the play. 
you know, you kind of can go 75% sometimes, potentially. I don't recommend it, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, that stuff can happen. In the trenches, you do that, you're going to get blown up. You're either going to get hurt worse or you're going to get somebody else hurt. So it's tough. If you're going to play, you're going to play at 100%. So it's really hard to protect those guys without just sitting them down. But they need to get the work. Um, so I'm hoping they get the offensive line, and I was going to talk about this. I hope they get like at least just one series, get the guys in there that can be. Um, hopefully the starting five, Dawkins, Saffold, I'm not sure if he can even go. I haven't heard yet. Uh, Morse. And then uh, you have uh, Bates and Quisenberry Bates and on the right side. So Brown too. Yeah. So and then Spencer Brown is going to get a lot of work here, I expect, because he's right now, uh, you know, right tackle too. So. So um, and of course, guys, you're live here in the sit down with myself, the Buffalo Sauce guy, and my co-host, Buffalo Montage, uh, Lance. You know, here's the thing. It's just again. We want to see them go out there and never take plays off. Yes. Um, that's the thing, too, is the one thing that I love about this team is that the continuity is there. Like, we've had a lot of the same guys, the poor guys, coaching, and this and that, right? So now we've been there. We've been through those moments. We've had the experience. You know, I think about Josh Allen's first ever playoff game against the Texans where he tries to uh, lateral it to Dawson Knox, which, of course, if that play is completed, obviously he looks like a hero, but Genius, he looks yeah. like a bonehead for a minute. Because what are you doing? You're taking risks, but that's easy because he's a gamer. Now this team has gotten to the point where they learned to minimize those mistakes, and you want to see that continue, especially with seasoned veterans coming to this team and the depth that exists. So I'll tell you what, brother, it is going to be it is going to be exciting to see some of these young guys get after it and some of these newer guys get after it. And um, as we, of course, head into later in the preseason and get closer to that week one. So – Lance, before we get into, of course, your offensive and defensive line, because I got some questions for you too as well. I want to talk real quick about what do we expect to see Saturday. And Bill's Mafia, tell me what do you think? You're gonna see uh, you know, a decent amount of starters um coming in, or what do you think, guys? Because obviously it's week it's it's the week one of the preseason. We're not entirely sure how many guys are gonna play. We've had some guys getting banged up. So Lance, tell me what do you expect to see Saturday? Who's gonna get those reps? What are we gonna be focusing on? Yeah, I hope Kyir Elam gets to play against um, Michael Pittman for one series at least. And I'm not sure if Pittman's even going to play for the Colts, but if he does and Elam can get on him, that would be such a good matchup for him to take some notes on. The guy loves taking notes and, and building his notebook up. I would love to see him get reps against Pittman. I'm not sure if Pittman's going to play, though, so we'll have to see. Indy doesn't have a ton of wide receivers there. So, I don't, I don't you know, see, it's going to be, um, you know, Mafia Talk asks us, you know, rookie and backups are going to stand out. Well, those are the guys that are going to be playing the most minutes. So I think that, um, you know, we're going to see Kair Elam step up. You're going to see Shakir. You're going to see a little bit of McKenzie maybe. And these guys are hopefully going to show the same thing they've been showing throughout training camp. You know, Penny says, I don't believe many stars are play. I don't think so either. It's going to be individual basis for the Bills. I know Matt Ryan was is supposedly going to play, so I don't know what that means for the Colts. Um, as far as Connor's comment, I think for game one, we're going to have a couple of drives, maybe one quarter of mixed starters and backups, right? So exactly. Um, so what does it look like on defense? Is it just the just the backs? Is it linebackers, or do we have just a total mix of? You know, I don't think Von Miller is going to see the field. I would, I hope he doesn't. Ed so, Oliver doesn't need to see the field. This is this is my thing. I think what we're going to probably see is you'll probably see Kyrie Lam out there for a little bit, um, just to get a taste of what's going on. You'll probably see Dane Jackson obviously getting some reps. I don't anticipate Taron Johnson playing much. I don't anticipate Jordan Boyer. Well, obviously he's not going to play, but Micah Hyde as well. Um, I don't expect him to play. I don't expect really anybody to play except I see I see AJ Epinesa getting some reps. I see. I see potentially Daquan Jones getting some reps, Jordan Phillips. I see – I don't see Matt Milano getting reps. I, I don't even, maybe Tremaine Edmonds, maybe because, you know, he's kind of on the block with us. I don't um, think he'll play. Honestly. I don't think so either, but you never know. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably going to be our, our biggest looks there. <clears throat> and then I think offensively, you're probably going to see, you know, just Keenum and, and Barkley splitting, you know, halves or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But – I honestly think we're going to see a lot of action out of Jake Camaro. 
potentially out of O.J. Howard, too, because yep. he's got to find his way into this offense. Uh, like I said to Zach Moss, I don't anticipate Dawson Knox playing. I don't see Gary Davis playing much. Not really McKenzie at all, I don't see. But I'm really curious about Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Jameson Crowder, I'm sure, is going to get the reps, too. So, you know, there's still a lot to look forward to in this game tomorrow. There's a lot of guys competing. And, of course, like Lance has said, Montage has said, we've got a montage of depth. We've got so many guys out there that, like, holy cow, I wish we could keep them all. But, of course, we're not going to be able to. So tomorrow's going to be a first taste of it. I don't anticipate much intensity coming out of, like, let's play starters. You know, I think that they would probably get more reps in, in week two or three, if need be, you know, unless they've yep. seen what they need to see. So I think we'll see a little taste of it. We're not going to see much of the competitive football, but let's say that those are going to go out there and freaking whoop some Colts ass. I, I There's going to be some that. competition out there for sure. And like I say, I, I agree. I think, you know, Elam's going to play a quarter maybe. I, I think he's going to get some, a little bit of time, a little bit of rope, we'll, and we'll see – what Indy puts on the field too. That's going to dictate if Indy's going to give us some good looks. And I'm sure, you know, the coaches may talk about this ahead of time just to understand, you know, what their, what their lineups are going to look like, because if they're going one series, you know, with their offense, with their starting offense for Indy, then McDermott can pick and choose his matchups, see which guys he wants to get work. We got some new guys across the Indy offensive line as well. So they've got to replace Eric Fisher this year. They obviously have Quentin Nelson, Great name on that guy from Notre Dame, but uh, yeah, so they've um, they have got some guys they may need to get in, so they may see with Matt Ryan some of their starters in there for a series. So that's where I say maybe Pittman. I'm not sure if he'll play, but if he does, Elam on on Pittman will be a great thing to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think uh, I believe the Colts still have uh, is it Nick Hines or Nate Hines? So like, there's still guys that are obviously. Nate Hines, yeah, yeah. We, we've seen some guys in that playoff matchup in Buffalo a couple years ago that you know there was guys on that Colts team that really had they had a pretty a pretty skilled team. And of course, you know something else too that we haven't mentioned yet is that you know Frank Reich is the head coach for the yep. Colts, and obviously most of you guys at Bills Mafia know what Frank Reich is known for. So it's always kind of fun to have him come back to town. I'll be honest with you, Lance. I'm really glad we're not playing them this year. Last year was was scary. Um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor just torched us, and I'm glad that we're not going to see them in the regular season this year because, dude, it's it's something that I want to see the Bills do differently this year. Stop the run more consistently, and 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 I think that we have that team to do so. But let's move on from this, guys. We are live here to sit down on the Built in Buffalo Network with myself, uh, the Buffalo Sauce guy, and my co-host Montage. You follow him at Lancer N24, myself at Buffalo Sauce Guy. We're live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. The Built in Buffalo Network is in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo, Picasso's Pizza, and Ticket IQ. Now, Lance, aka Montage, let's move on to your little segment, brother. This is where I need you to get us fired up. Talk about that offensive and defensive line and what is currently going on at one Bills driver. Yeah, we're actually getting healthy, which is nice. So, you said you mentioned earlier, uh, Elianku is going to uh, be activated off the pup. So we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see him in this game, no doubt. Um, we'll start on defense, just leading into that. Uh, probably not Von Miller, right? So AJ Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, a little Greg Rousseau, I expect the first drive at least, just get him in in the couple snaps there. Um, maybe Dequan Jones, like you mentioned, but more Jordan Phillips, uh, Tim Settle. We're gonna uh, talk about um, my guy Mafia talk here. Says uh, backup. That will stand out tim settle right now i'll tell you tim settle is going to just destroy whoever the second string interior offensive lineman is for indy it's just it's not gonna be fun for them tomorrow um and indy has a heck of a starting defensive line as well which i just looked up earlier before the show deforest buckner quitty pay you know you got leonard obviously these guys yeah. So if they play any of those guys, I'll be hoping we actually play our starters just for that, for that sake to get a little uh, protection for whoever's in there. But um, you know, up front, the the offense and defensive line starters are healthy. Uh, we're still working um, our right tackle there, the young guy Spencer Brown. Sorry, we're still working Spencer Brown in. You know, he's coming back off of a little back injury there, so he's working in slowly. So his playing time will show us a little bit about how healthy he is. They're going to want to get a look at him, but they're not going to leave him out there for long if he's still, you know, feeling it a little bit, if there's still a little uh, twinge there or or feeling it tight any in any sense. 
you know, or if he doesn't play at all, then we'll know, hey, you know, he's not quite game ready yet. And we expect to see him maybe game two. So, so actually not a lot of not a lot of news, which is good news. Everyone's back. They're healthy. I think Ike Bucker might be the one guy that's not um, that we're going to be looking to see in the rotation later on. But it's yeah, but we're going to see uh, we're going to see a lot of big men out there uh, moving some moving some people around. And that's what I'm looking forward to. How does the run back game look under Aaron Cromer now? These guys are going to be more power running game. I think we're going to pass a lot less, especially the first couple games here with the backups in. I know we got to get some of these receivers reps, but part of the thing we need this year is to understand the blocking. And that's all up front and see these receivers able to block as well. So seeing some of these young guys, Khalil Shakir, how can he block at this, at this level? So, you know, one thing too that obviously Brandon Bean said was was a huge priority going into the offseason was protecting Josh Allen. Which, if and and, it, and I I don't think that there's really a weak point of this team, but I'll say if there was a point that was you know a little subpar compared to everything else in this team, I think it's the offensive line, and that's because hell we had we had a couple good guys Wyatt Tower, Quinn Spain, and for some reason they just didn't work out with the Buffalo Bills, but we've had a lot of injuries. We've had, you know, Mitch Morris with concussions, guys with just several injuries. And then obviously over the years, replacing guys like Richie Incognito and, you know, Eric Wood, we just, we have Deion Dawkins, which I love that we have a cornerstone left tackle. I think Cody Ford is going to, you know, have a chance to really show that, hey, I deserve some playing time on this team. So I, I'm not, I haven't given up on him yet, but I think that obviously offensive linemen, the better you are, the more expensive you are. Look at what, you know, uh, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Trent Williams, Taron, all the guys. Because really, if the quarterback's the most important position on the football team, but Blindside taught us that the left tackle was the second because you know that's, right. that's the blindside. So I think that the Bills' offensive line obviously is um, Questenberry. Obviously, has been turning your head. I know you've talked with me about that specifically. Um, everybody likes Ryan Bates, but I think that we have uh, the type of offense, and Josh is just so understanding of the game and his skill set that I really think that they're they're going to be just fine. I think that the defensive line is, hey, if you're going to go against these guys in practice every day, you're only going to make that offensive line better too. Yeah, I so, think you cannot understate the importance that Saffold might bring to this line because you have Dawkins, Morse in the middle, and then well, you at, have potentially Brown or Questenberry at right tackle. As the right as, interior is the, is the weakness, right? So Saffold coming in new is just going to be even great. I think – People don't know exactly, so they're not sure. But once he gets gelled in with this unit, I think you're going to see, especially the left side from Morse, Saffold, and Dawkins, they're on the same page. Uh, that's just a, an open area there. And then with Cody Ford, that was I was saving the best for last there. He is a guy I also haven't given up on. And Cromer being here is another instance where this is a guy that's going to get the best out of every guy in that room. So the offensive line has more lesser known names than we would like maybe maybe they're not people that are touted with this high talent level but trust me they're here for a reason we know what they can do the coaches know what they can do and i'm i'm excited for this offensive line group honestly yeah and i think you know it's just what a time to be on the, the this buffalo bills team but especially you know when you have solid running backs here's the thing that i like that you brought up about roger Saffold. the thing that as as great as derrick henry is you have to have a really solid offensive line to do the types of things that he was doing consistently. And let's not forget that's where Saffold came from. He was a pro bowler at some point. We got him very cheap. But it's because, you know, Tennessee had to get rid of some some money, basically. You know, they're, they're paying Ryan Tannehill, a big guy, all them guys. And that's why they eventually had to get rid of A.J. Brown, ship them off to the Eagles. So you know, that's why they couldn't bring back Seth, which is our, you know, hey, their loss is our game. I think once he gets healthy, it fits in. The biggest thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Lance, that I do know about a successful offensive line and defensive line both is continuity with who you're playing next to and the consistency with that because, really, guys, that's what makes any football team great. I mean, having the same offensive coordinator for so many years is probably going to make you a very consistent offense. Same thing defensively, same thing with the head coach, that type of stuff. So that's something that I absolutely love from this Bills team that we're seeing 
I love that we got, first of all, Deion Dawkins is just a great person yeah. too, right? You know, he's just Buffalo as hell. You already should know. So this uh, offensive line and defensive line uh, montage is definitely going to be something to watch. And I know you're really looking forward to it, guys. We are going to move on. Of course, you're live here in the sit-down of the Built the Buffalo Network. Uh, Lance, I'm going to talk real quick about this. And then uh, I'm going to head on to, of course, our quarterback room and talk that back of quarterback situation. So this was a question somebody actually asked me earlier, uh, saying, you know, because preseason is – there's nothing, there's no meaning. Um, what do I want to see out of this game from our offensive defense? So specifically from the defense, I just want to see that, you know, we're, we're, we're sound. We're, we're, we're not making stupid mistakes. Same thing offensively. I just don't want to see mistakes. I want to see a clean game of football. I want to be a well-coached professional team. That's all I care about. The final score of this I hate to say it. Obviously, we always want to win every game, but it doesn't necessarily matter as long as everybody stays healthy. But I want to see, I want to see Ken Dorsey's vision and what he's building with this offense come to fruition a little bit. And when I say that, I say that because last night I watched the Giants and the Patriots, and you can see Brian Dable is actually figuring out a little bit of how to manage an offense with Danny Jones and Saquon Barkley because. These guys know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Sometimes it does translate to, uh, you know, success as, a, as an offensive coordinator or eventually head coach. So I'm really excited for Ken Dorsey and what he's going to do because I, as we posted on Built in Buffalo earlier, um, he said, Josh Allen said that Ken Dorsey brings out the fire. Yeah. He did that same thing with Cam Newton. So I just want to see, I want to see us going after them instead of each other, of course. Um I want to just see a clean game, guys. We are yeah, Super absolutely. Bowl contenders. We have Super Bowl aspirations. We Really, it's a Super Bowl or bust type season for us. I just want to see us playing smart. And like, you know, like the Patriots did for so long. Playing smart and just keeping your nose clean and put your Discipline football. Hard nose, discipline football, mistake free. Let the other team beat themselves. Guys, comment here, like, share. Get in the comments here. Get interacting with us here. Um, you know, we're talking about what our thoughts are. Love to hear your thoughts as well. So here we got Brilliant. another old school hat here. Uh, just so, quick on my side from offense and defense. Again, just the rotations from each of the lines and all the position groups. A lot of depth. I talked about earlier. Depth. I want to see rotations. How many snaps these guys are going to get when they get pulled out. How, you know, again, all, there's a lot of things that go into this. How does it all work out? How are they, how are they, um, interacting with each other and, and keeping fresh. So, Exactly. Appreciate that very much, Montage. So let's move on. Of course, you guys see the hat that I just broke out. I don't know where my mother found this, but this must have been from <laughs> like Jack Kemp days or something. Mint. Dude, it says Monday quarterback room. So, of course, let's go ahead and let's go backstage to the quarterback room. Almost like the Gruden grinder, right? But this time we'll go. sit down with two Paisans, two Bills Mafia members. Uh, the quarterback room situation. Josh is not going to play preseason. Let's face it. He's not going to. But we got a guy like Case Keenum and a guy like Matt Barkley. Tell me, what does the quarterback room look like to you, Lance? And then uh, I'll take over from there, boss. I love seeing that. Uh, I don't know if you saw Case Keenum went around with yes. his guys on. getting. I figured that's why he wanted to talk about it. And, you know, these guys are just fitting in so well. I cannot stress this enough. The culture this team has and every guy they handpicked to bring here people are coming back because they were a good fit. Now we have little pieces, Saffold, Case Keenum we traded for, right? We're adding these strategic pieces and they just fit right in. And Barkley knows what his role is going to be, right? I mean, we are paying Case Keenum more. Case Keenum got traded for. We gave up assets. I'm assuming that Keenum is going to be the de facto backup and that Matt Barkley is going to play more of a kind of Davis Webb role, you know, he's been just this practice squad quarterback, extension of the coach, and that's, you know, Barkley and Allen are such good friends that we really need to see, um, and the Bills godfather here, yes, exactly. Let's see how Keenum controls the offense, how he looks with the other guys. Is he moving into the pocket? Is he doing, is the offensive line going to give him something to move into? And, you know, how does he maneuver? We're used to Allen who can get out of any situation. So we're going to find out real quick how Case Keenum thinks on his feet. And is he more step up, deliver quickly, get rid of it? Or is he going to try to move around a little bit? I haven't watched Case Keenum enough to know exactly what his style is going to be, but I am assuming he's got some similarities to the way Allen plays, but he's also not 
probably quite the athlete, obviously, that Allen is. So, so okay. Now, Sus got here. He's got his quarterback hat on. I got B-Rad here, baby. He's a Patriots fan, but he knows. We're the scariest team in the NFL right now, and uh, I think, you know, we're getting all due respect from everyone, which is nice to see. Thanks thanks for watching, Brad. Appreciate you. So let me say, now that I got my quarterback hat on, we're here in the quarterback room. There's two things in football that Sauce Guy truly knows, Lance. And number one, that's receiver position because I played myself. I definitely broke some ankles. My route running is nice. Check me out on Twitter. Okay. But I also know the quarterback position because I've lived to watch so many crappy ones. And I watched number 12 over there. And speaking of your buddy over there that is the New England fan, I watched how he did it forever. Yep. Something that I like about Case Keenum. I'm going to talk about Matt Barkley, too. Case Keenum came out of University of Houston where, dude, he was throwing for like 5,000 yards a season. That's basically all they did. He was lighting it up. Comes in the league. He got a couple opportunities, and he got a couple starting jobs. He's always – he's kind of like – almost like a better version of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career because he's actually tasted some success, obviously, with the Stephon Diggs walk-off against, I believe it was the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um so he's definitely tasted some success. He's had a starting job. He's been paid. And we brought him in like that guy could go compete for a starting job somewhere that needs a guy that, you know, or trying to get through the year of a rebuilding process. But he's here. And that's what I liked about Mitch Trubisky, who needed a year or two kind of, you know, hey, we got to figure out how to love football again because everybody's hating on him. But Case Keenum has great experience. I love that video of him. And, like, you know, it's like Brandon Bean looks right at him. It's like, I know who the hell you are. I signed you to this contract. Don't dumbass. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. <laughs> Let me say this about Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley came in when we had Derek Anderson and Josh Allen. And Matt Barkley played, you know, like you said, a great friend to Josh Allen. Um, and you said he's going to take on the Davis Webb role, which, by the way, I met Davis Webb randomly in Allentown. I'm a really nice guy. But I told him, hey, you know, good luck over there in New Jersey as long as it doesn't get through. So totally yes, sure. But I'll tell you this, Matt Barkley, for those of you that don't know, he played quarterback at USC. He was incredibly talented, had a lot of you know Heisman ambitions, and he was a Heisman favorite starting in his last year at the USC. Comes in, and he, I think he got drafted in the second or third round, never got really into the, the starting role, never was good enough, but comes to Buffalo, shines in, in, in a win with Buffalo. I think it was against yep. the Jets or whatever, but – He's a good person, good human being. He got more money to go somewhere else last year, but he came back as a third stringer, which dude, we got three guys that I'm really confident that can find a way to help this team, even if they're not on the field. Um, I think that Matt Barkley is a great a great person of character, Case Keenum as well. I think that that's also great for Josh Allen's growth still because he is still a young guy. But yeah. he definitely, you know, quarterbacks, they really they, they talk a lot. Davis Webb was like the best friend of Josh Allen. There's a lot that goes on. I mean, there's a lot that some quarterbacks can't see on the field, but, hey, the quarterback. What do you think a guy like Jordan Palmer, who obviously wasn't skilled enough to play quarterback himself, can coach guys? Because some guys see things a little bit differently. We just don't have the, the physical skill set. But the thing about Case Keenum, too, is he doesn't have necessarily the Josh Allen level play, but I did see some really good throws from him. And I think that they got enough talent around them that, you know, we're in great hands. Uh, Case Keenum, very underrated signing. Same thing with Matt Barkley. And that is, of course, our discussion here in the quarterback room in the, the quarterback state. Because Terrence tomorrow, says Case Keenum's going to be QB number two. We agree. I mean, I think that's what we said. So that's definitely uh, something that we're in agreement with there, Terrence. And so, I mean, but having me and Matt Barkley, who obviously we've seen, he can play when he's got to step up. But, dude, I'll tell you what, you know, it's like that show Blue Mountain State. You want to be the backup quarterback because, you know, you, you get paid a decent salary, you get the girls, right. but you don't got to play. But okay, if you got to step in, damn, I got to throw to Stephon Diggs or Dave Davis or Dawson Knox or maybe go to Devin Singletary or that would kill little Shakira Isaiah. You got weapons. Yeah. I mean, you can step in and do some things. So I really love what the Bills have done because, yeah. as much as I love number uh, number seventeen, QB one does like to play rough. He likes to yes. play very rough, but he, he hurts a lot of people. Man. So, yeah. so let's move on. Of course, Lance, we are discussing here. The quarterback situation, but we're going to move on. We don't have too much time here. We are live here in the sit-down on the Build to Buffalo Network. Myself and my co-host, Montage, a.k.a. Lancer N24. Myself and Buffalo Sauce Scott. So let's move on to this one, Lance. I just want to ask your, your thoughts on this. Yep. Bill's Mafia, tell us in the comments, what do you guys think? 
the rumors are that Odell Beckham Jr. is more than likely. It's not a. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Is going to be possibly going to the Buffalo Bills. Von Miller heavily recruiting him. He's been on you know, the cryptic Instagram post. What do you think about the potential of Odell Beckham Jr. joining this team? And do you want to see that signing at some point? Yeah, I think if it happens, it's going to be a couple months down the road. Um, we're going to have to see what pans out in the receiver room. So, you know, is McKenzie stepping up? It, did Crowder make the team? Is he performing well? Is there any room to fit him in? How are we operating in the red zone? That's the biggest key in my my opinion. If we're operating at a high level in the red zone, bringing in another red zone threat can't hurt, I guess. But could it? Because then you're disrupting the rapport with these guys. You're going to have to take somebody off the field then to put him in. And if, is that guy already got a good rapport with Allen or what? So, yeah, exactly. Here's Penny. You know, who will lose? Their, who's gonna, who are you going to take off the field? So there's a lot of factors, but you know if they're if we're stuttering down inside the red zone, hundred uh, percent they're gonna they're gonna be the first guy to contact to say hey we need a little juice in the red zone you want to come play, you know. And then the other thing though is hey he did get hurt right so he's coming off injury, you know how healthy is he? Can he pass a physical? When is he gonna be ready? You know do they want to get him in before he's ready so they can get their doctors on getting him to their standard of ready? Or are they going to wait it out, let him do the rehab on his own, see how far he gets, and then see what they need at, You know, when the time comes when he says, hey, I am ready? So this is my thoughts. Uh, I've always had mixed feelings about Odell Beckham Jr. His rookie season, unbelievable. I mean, obviously everybody knows about the three-finger catch, the pass interference. He's obviously a very, very skilled, talented type receiver he's had some injury problems sure but i didn't like how his attitude became a diva in a sense in new york and, and you know and not panning out in cleveland of course going to the la rams which had you know it's, it's la it's a great city sure but with a super bowl contending team where you're playing opposite of cooper cup who had one of the best receiving histories seasons in history so i think that okay this is where i think it hasn't been signed yet I think Odell Beckham Jr. clearly wants to come here. I mean, dude, you're going to play opposite of Stephon Diggs and Gabe Diggs. Like, who wouldn't? But I think we still have other contracts we have to worry about. You know, we're still trying to work out Jordan Boyer. We're still working out other everything. So it's almost like we're trying to make sure we have to sign. Because yeah. you never know. We don't know how long Tredavious White's going to be. You never know if you have to go sign a, a defensive back. You never know what you have to do with some money that you do have. And it's not a need right now. It's not a need. And I say that because it's not. You have such a talented receiving core. Does he make them better when healthy? Yes. If he has the type of attitude that he did in L.A., yes. Right. And I think playing with Josh Allen, yes. The, I mean, it's it, there's a culture. There's a movement. There's a vibe here. So I don't doubt that that could be successful. Yep. I just, again, you brought it up. When will he be healthy? When will he be able, uh, able to go? Because he got hurt in that Super Bowl. But he was on pace of being the Super Bowl MVP at that point until he got hurt. So when will he be available? You know, are we waiting until then? Because, hell, you know, if other teams really wanted to sign him that badly, I'm sure he would have been signed by now. So I do think it's possible. I just think that we want to make sure that we don't need anything else. You know what I mean? Because, yep. hey, like, just because you got a PlayStation 5 doesn't mean you got to go get the Xbox, too. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, of course. Uh, guys, we're just about wrapped up here. Before we get out of here, of course, I've got my chicken wing recommendation for the week. But, Lance, I'm going to ask you a question, bro. Do you think that I should give a recommendation for the chicken wing this week? For where? Or should I just give out a little simple recipe that I actually made this week? Would you? I think everybody thought it was a huge hit, too. They saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw it, man. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I would like to hear about this recipe you have there. Okay, so, listen, for all you out there in Bill's Mafia, I don't charge for recipes. There's people that want to buy my sauces, and by all means, whatever. But I don't give out every secret to my recipes. But let me tell you, I've got a bunch of signature flavors, original flavors, but there's one that I have fallen in love with that I've talked about it on the show before, Union Pub's Jester Wings. Now, I remade them, and I think that I had them beat. So all I do, you take some fresh cut garlic. You don't use that shit, the mint shit in the jar. Don't do that. Do not do that. Cut up fresh cloves of garlic, maybe three, four cloves. Get out the garlic salt, get out the garlic pepper, 
put that all in with some barbecue sauce and butter. Let it heat up, stir it in. Mix in some cayenne pepper. Mix in a little bit of cinnamon. And, of course, I got my uh, little secrets that I can't tell you. But you mix all that together, throw some oregano in there, too, or Italian seasoning. I like that better. But also make sure to hit the wings after you're done air frying them with garlic salt and a little bit of Italian seasoning. And mix it all together. I'll tell you what, you'll have yourself just a taste that melts in your mouth. Beautiful. You guys love uh, butter garlic or garlic parm? You're going to love this, especially because it's a little bit on the less of the heat side. But, of course, that's the Jester Wing Sauce. That is my chicken wing recipe for you guys. You guys can get more of that on Twitter from me at Buffalo Sauce God. Of course, you are live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network, the best damn Bill show, live on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with myself, Buffalo Sauce God, and my co-host, who is a fucking real G, and I'll tell you what, he gets me fired up when I see the jerseys behind him. Of course, Montage, appreciate you so much. Guys, make sure to join us next week. We're going to discuss everything we see tomorrow and everything else that we got coming up in the preseason. You don't want to miss any of that. Hit those notification settings so that you don't miss any of the Built in Buffalo shows. Guys, have a great weekend. God bless. And, of course, Lance, go Bills. Go Bills.